Yes, so, fellas, hello, and welcome. This is the Joysticks Canada Games Cast. It is the number one video game podcast in the world. Undisputed, indisputed, and undisputed, and undisputed. Uh, I'm Dan, your lovely host... I'm joined by Richard and Nicholas and John and Alex. Oh my. Hello. Um hello. It's our first our first broadcast in 2022. Cuz uh yeah, why not? Why the hell not? I think we are going to start doing this on a monthly basis. So this is our this is technically our January episode. I'll Likely, we're recording this on Friday, January 28th, so hopefully it'll be up on Spotify and all that jazz before the 31st. Um, and then we're going to try and do this every single month, so yeah, why not? Fun time. Throw, throw a little GTRPG in there. Ooh. Ooh. A little what now? little tabletop RPG in there. Little, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Little, it's been a while uh, wet, and, wet and saucy bollocks. Um. Mm. That's for that's for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, spin yeah. that up. I'll spin you guys right round, right round, baby, right round. Wow. Is it just wow. me or is Nick knitting something? Mm-hmm. He's doing something over there. <laughs> it looks like he's knitting a scarf or something. It is minus nineteen he's outside, right? He, he's installing. He's installing PlayStation One mod chips. <laughs> Are you building a Gundam? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah, Nick wow. is yeah, Nick cool. is building a Gundam model. Which, Jesus Christ, is that pre-painted or did you paint that? Do I, no, I painted this. The, wow. the only thing that, that's really impressive. Well, okay, so so the red Super is part of the frame, but I've painted. You can't see it in my camera, but I've painted all the individual details and crap like that. The inner sure. frame with all chroming. Um, I've titanium burnt all of the the thruster joints. What? Um, Holy shit! Yeah. That's I don't too. know what a titanium burn is, but it sounds dangerous. And so, I... so titanium exhausts uh, traditionally have discoloration that make them kind of unique to the tuner industry for like cars and stuff. Yeah. And what happens is, as titanium heats up, it shifts from a gold to a copper kind of burnt orange to like a blue. So you'll see guys oh, that have yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now with I know. the blue tips <clears throat> on their exhaust. It, it's the yep. The pseudo titanium burn finish. It's like as soon as the titanium reaches a, a certain temperature, it starts to discolor, and it's more of a look than it is it anything looks, else. Yeah, it looks but, super cool. But in order to kind of give the the figure a little bit more depth, I've added like singe marks where the thrusters would have like burnt the paint That's off so and cool. crap like that. So. And then, yeah, I've got two more lined up, and then I've got a giant one underneath my desk that I've had there for about eight years. <laughs> we'll eventually get to. Okay. I'd, I'd watch a stream of that if you were to broadcast that every night. The this top-down camera of... Gun, Gunpla? I've, yeah. <laughs> I've been working on this particular figure. So this is the smallest figure I've got. I've clocked in probably about 40 hours so far on this guy. But I mean, like you're also like snipping little tiny pieces. Yeah. I'm sorry, right? how long? Forty, probably hours. forty hours. The past couple of nights, I start I off at hours. around ten, and I go to bed at around three. Uh, sorry, not three. Uh, one, one thirty, and I've been doing that now for the past few weeks. 
Oh my god. It must be relaxing yeah, is... though. Yeah, like I throw something on the Chromebook or the the background just to kind of have passive noise. Yeah, yeah. And like I'm using like I've got all sorts of Hey that guys were passive noise. Well, you know, stuff. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I won't, I won't, Wait a sec. I won't get into what kind of passive noise I'm into. It's fine. Oh, Jesus but, uh, Christ. Yeah. It's getting icky now. It's getting icky. All right. With uh, the, hey, guys. This, this kind of sticky. Like, what oh, that has this car to do. You don't want like, sticky. You really don't. Nick makes his own, Nick, well. Nick makes his own glue. <laughs> um, hey, guys. Hey, guys. So I've got, like, uh, three Star Wars models that I'm going to do. And I'm going to just, I've been inspired by Nick to do that. Sorry. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Oh, nothing. I, you know, we're just, uh, <sighs> Richard's having a field day over there. So anyways, sure. yeah. guys on topic. No. Yes. Sh- sure. Why the fuck not? I, Let's go for it. <laughs> Let's blow the let's blow the dust off of this, shall we? Uh, um, blow something. Oh, for God's sake! <clears throat> so yeah, I wanted to I wanted to kind of come up with some sort of a structure to these. Um, obviously, the whole point of these is just to have fun and have a laugh and shit. But it's like I I, I wanted to still have something that we can expect to talk about. So. I figured, like, since if we do this at the end of the month, we can kind of chat about what happened that previous month. Like, anything that happened in January, it's the end of January. Let's talk about that stuff. Um, anything big coming up within the next few weeks? Anything, like, any big releases or anything that's we're super, super stoked for? Um, and then, of course, uh, the segment that I flat out stole from Game Scoop, which is the Video Game 20 Questions. We're definitely doing that because it's way too much fun. Um, I think that will be Alex's first time doing it, which is, it's, stu- it's a laugh, man. It's, it's a blast. Um, sounds like a plan. So yeah. Um, I wanted to quickly bug everybody to see what everyone was actually playing lately. Um, I wanted to just jut in really, really quickly because I actually just finished, uh, it takes two, which is notable because I, as Mike likes to point out, I very rarely actually beat games. So for me to beat for me to beat like a fifteen hour long purely co op game is insane. Um, but the nice thing is I got to play it with my eight year old son. Like we played through the whole game, and like he was super thrilled. Like, oh, can we play? Can we play tonight? Can we play tonight? I'm like, oh my god, yes, yes. I actually am having a blast playing this. So yeah, let's do it. And he's you know, like, and he's really not terrible. Because... He's not terrible at it either. He's like pretty good at it. I'm like, this is. This is absolutely perfect. I just gave my kids more Xbox time and shushed them away, and I said, "Go play It Takes Two. And they've been playing together. So okay, cool. It's it's a sibling team building exercise. Yes, from a parent's land. Yeah. No, it it you literally have to work together. It's like not just like co-op in the sense that there's two people on screen. It's like a Lego game where it's co-op. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You have to. Like, one person has to do something that affects the other person. So, like, you have to aim, you know, one person has to aim a hose at the right trajectory while the other travels through it and gets shot out. If you don't work together, it's like, you're screwed. So, it's it's absolutely, yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so good. 
I watched my wife and kid play it, and it was the same thing. I, I watched them, and I think they were in the attic and they had to go through a vacuum tube. Yeah. And it's like yeah. you first have to figure out what you have to do because it's like, okay, I think I step on this, and then something happens, and you're like, oh, you get you get sucked through the vacuum hose, and then you you get shot into the wall. It's like, oh no, you got to run over and lift the hose at the same time while the person's going through. Like it's it looks like it's a lot of fun. Um, it's and dude, it's, it's not, so good. Not necessarily straightforward. It's not like easy puzzles. Like no, you got to figure out what it is you need to do together. So it looked pretty interesting. I think there was one, there was literally one time in the entire game where my son and I were playing and we both just looked at each other like, I have no idea. And I, I had, I had to look it up on YouTube and it was, it was once the entire game. And that one time the the solution was the stupidest thing ever. Where it was like, <laughs> it was a combination of me being like, seriously, that, that's all it was. It was like the dumbest thing that I, we probably would have found by accident. But I was like, every other puzzle was just like us trying to figure it out. And oh, it was, it was absolutely amazing. I loved it. Um, and yeah, the only other real, like, notable game, I guess, was the, the Rainbow Six Extraction, which was, uh, that came out on Game Pass. I think it was last Friday. It was yeah. last Friday, and I played that different. with uh, Trav. Who the heck was it? Richard, was it you and yeah, Trav? It was Trav. It was me and Trav, yeah. And yeah, that was. I actually kind of had a lot of fun with it. I had a good time. It it's, was. It's it's terrorist hunt with aliens. Yeah, yeah. But it's really um, fucking hard. It's really but with hard. The, but with I downloaded it. More than just kill. It, so. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we, we, yeah. It was it's, good. On my, it's on my Xbox, and nobody wanted to play this week. Nobody invited well, me to go match or anything. So, fuck you guys. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, so it's weird. It is three player, which I thought it was going to be a four player game. Yeah. Well, and I, I honestly can't remember if Terrorist Hunt was three or four. I I want to say it was three. I want to say it was three player. Anyways, so, Alex, you, Nick, and I can all you know we can go play. Uh, well. I'm, I'm eligible to play with other people. Uh, Trav is most <laughs> often in bed by 9.30. He was lucky to be awake at the time that we were playing. So, um, yeah, I, I'd play some more. I think the, the thing that took the longest was just parsing, like, the the meta mechanics, I would say. So, like, not the in-mission in mechanics. Those were pretty straightforward. Like, they, they outlined for you pretty clearly. Yeah. Go here, do this thing, move to the next door. Go here, do this thing, move to the next door. How the overworld kind of works with the upgrades and with the um, whether or not your soldiers are available to you for a particular mission when they're next available, that only becomes clear as you play a few missions and you see what happens and, and so on. So I think as that kind of unfolded, I got more interested in the game since it, you know, it wasn't um, uh, it wasn't kind of a huge blocker to lose your, your operatives the way that we yeah. thought it was. So. Yeah, yeah, things things like we're starting to like we were figuring things out as we were playing. Like it wasn't in a kind of good way. It didn't like lay everything out for you. It was like, "Oh, cool. My operative's back, but he's injured now and it's going to take a couple turns or missions for him to come back to 100% health." Like that's kind of neat. Like, yeah, we didn't even we 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 just assumed that like when you died, it was like, "Well, he's done." <laughs> Until I rescue him, which is super freaking hard. Like, the game is very difficult, but it's, like, I did enjoy the gameplay itself. Like, the guns were a blast. The tech you get is super cool. 
Um, a lot of it was, it looked great too, I thought. So, I don't know. I, 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 did, I'm going to keep it installed for a little bit. I'll play a little bit more of it. Did anybody actually play Siege? I did, yeah. I played quite a bit of it, actually. I mean, Siege When it first came out, when it first like, came out, I played it. Because it's, it's... Like four years now? Longer than that. Like, a lot longer than that, yeah, yeah, four or five years. So, like, clearly they've built on the mechanics that they had they've you know refined over the last however many years with siege mm. because yeah yes okay rainbow six games traditionally have very tight shooting very tight controls very tight 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 but this is a modern one of those and like the most recent modern one of those is quite popular they've just lifted and shifted i imagine a lot of stuff from that particular oh, game yeah. over into this game so it's you know it's new but it feels like very well refined in terms of its gameplay its shooting you know, it's um, it's unlock mechanics. All that seems just, I don't know, like it's just stolen it from another game and reskinned it, but still feels pretty new. The the other thing with it, though, is like I I could be wrong because I haven't played Siege in a couple of years. But like Siege, from what I remember, it was purely online, purely other humans, like PvP, and yes, that's, that's it. it. That's all it is. So like with, ex- uh... with extraction, with extraction though, it was it's all PVE. Like you're. It's, I actually don't think there's a PvP mode at all in it. There might be, but the so. the, the the whole like gist of the game is it's a team of three humans fighting aliens. I'm like, cool. I like everything about that. Like PvP, mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about. Um, I don't mind it sometimes, obviously, but like Terrorist Hunt was my fucking jam, man. That was the best. Like Rainbow Six Vegas 1 and 2, Terrorist Hunt. I'm like, yes, that was so damn good. Throw some aliens in there? Sure, why not? I don't care either way, to be honest with you. But uh, it makes it a little bit more interesting, I guess. But Anyways, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give it another try. I'll give it another try, for sure. Uh, so I have installed it. I haven't looked at it. I saw you guys were playing it, so I thought I'll throw it in there. So next time you it's, go, let me know. It's good, man. It's good. It's You know, it, you'll either click with it or you'll be like, eh, it was okay. It's not for me, though. Like it, what? What was that zombie game that we were playing? That I was just like, "Yep, nope, I'm done with that shit." Back for uh, blood. Back for blood. Back for blood. blood. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I had the same uh, reaction. I played yeah, it a bit and I was like, "Nah." It's it's not for everybody. I was I was kind of right on the fence. I could go either way. If like I had, say, I had like three friends that were massively into it, I could be easily persuaded to join them and to play it. But I don't have three friends that are massively into it, so I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Next. So yeah. yeah. The thing for Black for Blood was it's just endless. Like I, I don't know, they it just seems like it's a horde game, and it's like meh. Like it, it gets old quick. For but me. it but it's not built well like a horde game. Like Gears like Gears yeah. of War horde mode is phenomenal. I think it's incredible because yeah. it's built like to compensate like to to allow you to prepare for hordes and waves of enemies and like well upgrade. yeah it, it it's structured it's structured game, right yeah it's structured that way whereas like back for blood's like yeah you got an assault rifle here's eighty thousand zombies just coming mm-hmm. out. Like, oh man come on again you know <laughs> so um anyway yeah that's basically it for me i don't know uh richard what i think you were playing what were you playing vampire what was it called Oh, yes, Vampire Survivors. Um, <laughs> uh, how do I describe Vampire Survivors? So it's, uh, I'll start by explaining it is $3 Canadian on Steam. 
uh, which is very expensive. Yeah, yeah. Easy, easy. <laughs> they just released a it's day or two ago uh, a free demo on itch.io. So if you don't want to pay the $3, you can actually play through most of the game uh, for free now through itch. Sorry, is that browser based or is that browser based? Oh browser God, and mobile awesome. phone. If you want to play it on your mobile phone, oh. uh, which is entirely possible for this kind of game, because it's essentially a bullet hell game where uh, you don't have to fire any of your weapons. You just need to move your character around, and um, there are it's it's a pixel art game, so it's pretty low, you know, requirements. I would say it's going to run just fine in your browser or on your mobile phone. Um, the idea being that you're uh, collecting power-ups and getting better and better at killing, you know, uh, enemies of the night. So lots of Castlevania-style, like zombies and mummies, and Dracula shows up at certain timestamps. Uh, eventually, at the very end of the timestamp, uh, the longest you can play in a particular run is 30 minutes, and then death shows up. And, like, if you make it to 30 minutes, and, like, 30 minutes plus a second, two seconds, three seconds, that's just, like borrowed time because eventually you know once he touches you you're dead so um they've got a really cool system for powering up stuff your character your weapons um there are lots of unlocks that you can get through gold that you accumulate i don't know it's it's the perfect game i think i fired it up uh yesterday at lunch or something and I was just like, oh, I'm going to play for five minutes, which is how long my runs, you know, five, ten minutes, whatever, how long my runs usually last. This run went for 25 minutes, which is the longest run I've ever had. I had the best, like, power-ups and stuff that I've gotten, and it was still, like, still not that long of a commitment. It wasn't like I was just like, oh, God, I'm missing all of my stuff. You know, I've overplayed my time. Um, yeah, worth checking out. Nice. <laughs> And then I've been playing a lot with Alex, uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer, which and those were some fantastic times. We've had some really good games, <laughs> some really <laughs> terrible games, but terrible really games. good games. Yeah, so you've played you've, you've, you've played Halo Infinite once or twice, right, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that's been. Uh, it's going to be a routine for me. I've played Halo Infinite. I played Apex Legends. I played FIFA 22. That's kind of what I've done. Um, have I tried anything new? I don't think so. I, I downloaded Rainbow uh, Six Extraction, but I haven't uh, fired it up yet. Um, but yeah, I've, Halo. We did the. Um, I've gotten really into Tactical Slayer. Oh yeah, you were saying. Yeah, Tactical Slayer. I haven't played the campaign yet, but like the Tactical Slayer. I've gotten really into it and I've gotten really good, like way better than I am in the other modes, which is kind of scary because I'm usually, I usually get a lot of deaths. Like I die a lot, but in tactical Slayer, for some reason, I'm able to like hold my own get, I think I had more than one game where I had 20 kills and less than 10 deaths. Like I really went off. So, um, tactical Slayer is really fun. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's just apex legends and FIFA trying to think did i try anything else? i didn't try anything else no it's been a, a, a quiet a month for me in terms of trying new games or a successful month depending on how you look. yeah yeah and one of the best things about infinite is like every so often i'm just like hey alex want to play some infinite and we'll <laughs> log on and there'll be a whole new battle pass a whole new mode something to like completely new to unlock i, I don't know how to be honest like 
I'm playing maybe once a week, and I think Alex yeah. is playing way more often than that. So I don't generally know how often they're introducing new content. But it, to to somebody who plays kind of regularly irregular, it feels pretty often. Like, there is always something new when I log in to try out. It, but it also feels like this is all planned. Because if, like, from day <laughs> one, if you went to their battle pass, they had a breakdown of when certain events were going to happen. So I feel like their first, at least the first battle pass, which is what was it, three months? I think it lasts. It goes to like March or something. May, uh, maybe longer. May, like six um, months. Yeah. It feels like they have the whole roadmap planned of what they're going to release because they they did two of the um, what's it called Archer, the Samurai Archer of Tanai. Yeah. yeah, they did two of those, and then now they did this new one where they had the attrition game mode, which is really neat. Um, it's, it's a really, a it's mode, a really change of pace from what they normally yeah. do. Yeah. But it does feel like they have this plan. I, I, I like to know what's going to happen on their next battle pass because mm-hmm. that's when a lot of games lose their muster, right? As, as how often can keep the content going and how fresh could it be? Like, it's like, great to have your launch plan, but after that, uh, so far they've done a great job, but I, I feel like it's all <laughs> pre-planned. Yeah. As long as they keep the oh, rewards yeah. coming in, whether it's like those cosmetics or whatnot that each of those events like unlock, like that samurai armor that we a couple of us ended up getting, it was a great incentive for coming back in and checking out new yeah. events as they pop up. So as long when, as that when's the next one of those? It starts in February sometime. Hey, we should yeah, playing yeah. around trying to play it. Yeah, yeah I'm, this I'll, one, I'll play it more. This attrition one came out of nowhere. This attrition one wasn't on their. Uh, wasn't on the thing before. It was only the other one that they showed the three different dates. Mm. So this attrition one kind of snuck up on me. Like I didn't even yeah. know it was coming. We just logged in randomly and it was there. They gotta um, keep some of those cards closer to their chest, though, yeah. right? They can't be like here. Yeah, we're gonna like expose everything, right? Or share everything. Yeah. Alex, did the, you did you play the campaign? I not since the last time we talked. <laughs> okay. No the the only reason I was asking is because of the unlockables you get for multiplayer from playing the campaign i yeah. i honestly don't even know if they're worthwhile because <laughs> like, I, I know it's i know all, it's all, it's all cosmetic, cosmetic but i'm wondering if they're like you know awesome or if it's like, eh, like uh, it's just suit colors so i i ended up by getting 100 percent of those so the only thing that i didn't 100 percent were the uh, the uh, skulls I missed the very last one because of the requirement in order to get the last skull. Uh, but everything else, I hundred percented in the game. And that was the one not shooting any of the. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You have to go through the entire level not shooting a whole. <laughs> That's bunch the of only shit. one I got. <laughs> That's the only what? skull that I got. No shit, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh well, my god. Some of them are really out of the way. Like, yeah, that was the only one that I got. It's all yes. I, 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 don't, I don't agree with that. I they're all <clears throat> I think I knew about it before I even started playing. So I knew where to stop and I knew where to kind of go, okay, well, how far is it? Because I, I know once I've completed the campaign, I'm unlikely to return to it unless yeah. they've added more content to it. Yeah. And the multiplayer content, like if you're doing co-op, they've got to do something with it because alone as it is, it's not stackable to to make it multiplayer feasible so i'd be curious to see how they're going to extend that gameplay a little bit but yeah that's going to be interesting the problem the problem with their unlockables right now is they have like it's it's a little bit nitpicky but it's kind of stupid like the, the shoulder pads 
you unlock the left one and then you unlock the right one. That that's dumb. Like that that shouldn't be two different levels and two different things. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so dumb. But the but the knee pads you get both at the same time. What? Like what are we what are we doing? Um, the chest plates. Every chest plate I've seen looks worse than if they had no chest plate at all. Like the Halo armor without the chest plate looks great. The chest right. plate covers it and makes it look like crap. And it's not the same color as your, um, or not. It's not even a complementary color of what your skin color is. So it's again, th- those are like just minor nitpicking things. That that's why I didn't buy the battle pass because really nothing in there is interesting. Like it's, it's. I just like doing the. I like going through the battle pass just because the challenge, like that that thing of oh, if I get, I need to get fifteen assists. Cool, I'll focus on that. I yeah. like doing that kind of stuff, but the the rewards for it aren't that aren't that worth it. Well, um, like that crazy attrition one, the visor, pink gun right? looks really cool, but oh, the, the yeah, visor that cool. sticks out here. Yeah, the, the visor, visor that's like crazy. I'm like that's ridiculous. It's like a mohawk. The mohawk well. looks yeah, good. Looks cool too. The mohawk looks cool. What about the kitty ears? Um, the you don't want the kitty ears? It doesn't look good, but the hot pink gun looks good. So, <laughs> I've had fun just kind of coming back to it now and then, but uh, February 7th is the new Fracture of Tenrai. Tenrai. You know what we really should get back into? A little Ghost of Shishima. We should. I they, have have new, they have a new mode now where it's a competitive mode, where it's two-on-two. Ooh. And the and the idea is that you battle against each other to see who can clear the waves fastest, and then <laughs> as you collect the specials that you would unlock, um, whatever the flaming swords or whatever those uh, four special moves, you would use them as a deterrent to the other side. So mm-hmm. you would send waves of other things onto the oh, other okay. characters to delay their progress. Ah, to cool. allow you to so i did a single player just to kind of see what it was like and it was just like oh, i missed this game it was so good yeah i'll jump back in i'll jump it's like back battle in. battle tetris did you guys ever play that one tetris 99 yeah. we used like oh, send yeah. the blocks over like same idea just send the waves over well, it's like yeah. bubble bobble right it's, yeah it's bust the move bust the move the competitive yeah. bust yeah. move yeah. oh yeah uh street fighter puzzle fighter they were all like that. yeah, yeah puzzle yeah. fighter yeah. street fighter puzzle fighter was amazing mm-hmm. i love that game so why about totally a game like Nice. Uh, I've played other things, but I'm happy to pass the mic. Um, yeah. John, you played at least one other thing that I've played. But go ahead and talk through Borderlands 3, uh, the expansion that we've been playing. Okay, yeah, I'll kick it off. Um, we decided as a group to pick up uh, some DLC over the holidays that was on sale. Uh, we had finished Borderlands 3 back in November or December, and we are like, all right, we've heard that some of these DLC are pretty good. Um, let's buy one. And then, <clears throat> of course, when the sale came up, it was like, well, you can buy this one DLC for the same price as the season pass that will get you four DLC. So what <laughs> would you like? And I was like, well, assholes, I will buy all four DLC. Yeah. Um, we still played the one that we wanted to. So we played Bounty of Blood, which is uh, Cowboys, but in Borderlands. And it's like cowboys and samurai, though. It was was cowboys and samurai. You're right. It was like Japanese cowboys. Yeah, but in Japan, so good. So So good. It was the 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 level of attention to detail that they put into this downloadable content. Yeah, uh, Uh, additional. Yeah, yeah. 
rivals what most other games would put out I, I, as, a, as like core content. They had a, like multiple layers to this map that some of which we didn't even explore all of. Like lots of new enemies with different animations that than what we have seen before, of course, and different art styles. Um, really, just oozing um, like I don't know machismo. Sure, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it just oozed style, like the way that Borderlands yeah. has style and art. If you if you latch onto that style yeah. of of animation, whatever, great. And then the way this just kind of was like, yeah, but what if we did like Western and also Samurai? Like, okay, yeah, sure. And they did it. They fucking nailed it in their style, like in their way. Um, really just solidified for me that like, all right, we've got these three other DLC now. I would like to play one of these, please. Because if they're of equal quality or even you know around the same quality, I'm going to have a good time. It's still the same Borderlands game, but like you're going to entertain me with something new that you've introduced, something new that um, you know we haven't seen before. Yeah, it was it was so much fun, man. Like the whole time, and it's just f- pure fucking chaos. Like most of the time, the, the, the level design. Like you speak about detail, but oh, the bonkers, level design man. and bonkers. the verticality of some of these levels. And just the the hidden nature of how high you can get and and where some of these enemies would sit or or just like special crates or whatever the case were, Um, you know, even some of the the beasts, uh, the designs, like the the quality. I mean, circling back to your concept about a lot of games only wish to put out games that are like this DLC. I mean, everything to the voice cast, the voice acting and the quantity of voice acting that it came with was outstanding like perfectly that's so good so one thing that we haven't talked about is the mayhem the different mayhem, mayhem mode. mode yeah, yeah mayhem mode so once you've beaten the game and all of the content or like at least the base content mayhem mode opens up and it allows for a high level difficulty of enemies and you get to re-experience some of the bosses that you've played through all of those base content at a higher difficulty same thing with the dlcs the dlcs get enhanced by all the mayhem modes and they have better drops when you have when you amp up the mayhem modes so the the drops that we got in bounty for blood they were great but they were capped so if we were to do say like guns and tentacles or or love guns and tentacles and we amped it up to like mayhem 10 we're gonna get some of these epic red drops that we see we'll we'll, we'll also die 85 times a minute but yeah Oh yeah. Well, that's the other thing is there was a significant <laughs> difficulty between base game that we played and Mayhem Mode One on the DLC. Like I felt like there was a lot more enemies that were around. They had higher like three bars of health, and it made it that much more engaging and enjoyable. And we had to cooperate a little bit more as a team going into these fights. So I loved yeah. it, man. Everything about the DLCs plus all of the different modes that unlocked after you beat the game. And then I've been a super nerd and played a lot of Gloomhaven, which uh, I don't expect any of you to know what that is. Yeah, all I know is it's the biggest board game I've ever seen in my entire. It's the it's the most expensive and the biggest board game you've ever seen in your fucking life. Like this, it's anyway. The concept is it's a it's like. 
a Dungeons and Dragons style board game, but imagine if you were to receive like 50 uh, large-ish puzzle pieces and you could then think about the combinations of like dungeons that you could physically build with a combination of 50 different puzzle pieces. Like, so the idea is that you're, you know, you're going through scenarios and whatever, but as you start each scenario in this board game, you're actually having to like set up all the different pieces, set up all the different monsters within the rooms. And then, you know, you've got your card games, you got your roles, all that sort of crap. Now throw all that shit out of the window and still play that really cool game, but on the computer where the computer takes care of like setting all that shit up for you and like animates it all. So I've definitely I've played the uh, the board game before. It takes like an hour to set up and then an hour or two or three to play, depending on the scenario. We just as soon as the board game or as soon as the video game rather hit 1.0, uh, maybe two or three months ago, a couple of buddies and I picked it up and we've just been every week we play one or two scenarios and we've just been kind of trucking through the content that way. Been super fun. Like it's a, again a very um, extra level of nerdiness to my video gaming but um once you add in the co-op elements uh there's like a legacy piece to everything so um i we've played now like 10 or 12 scenarios my character that i'm playing right now uh has a career goal of completing 15 scenarios after which he retires Ah, and then i get to pick i get to pick a new character but that character's starting level, rather than starting at level one, whereas like the other two guys are going to be at level four or five, starts at like whatever the wealth level of Gloomhaven, the city is, and the way that you level up the wealth level is by completing shit and adding prosperity to the city. So like there's like this meta mechanic that's running in the background where it's totally cool to retire. You don't start at a disadvantage when you come in. In point of fact, you actually start like at a higher level with some of these other cool characters and. Yeah. Um, archetypes that you can actually get. So it's so like, um, there's persistence to it. That's kind of neat. Yeah, exactly. Neat, yeah. And so this is a video game now. The video game now. Yeah, I would I would mm-hmm. recommend to anyone to play this over the board game, yeah. mostly due to a cost factor, partially due to a pandemic factor, but there's a convenience <laughs> factor that can't be denied. Like it's it's way it, more convenient to just like yeah. press a button, have a scenario set up, and off you go. It, right. It's it's not the same, obviously, but like I remember when I got Carcassonne for uh, Xbox, Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Carcassonne. I love playing like the actual game. It's great. But holy shit, is playing the video game ever like so much easier and just quicker? It's just same mm-hmm. goddamn game. Nothing different about it. But holy shit, every aspect of it is easier. It's like. You, it'll only allow you to place tiles where you can, so there's no like, oh, can this go here? Oh, uh, <laughs> check the rules. No, let me let me rotate. It. No, rule. I can't. <laughs> but on Xbox, it's like, no, I can't. Next, <laughs> and like scoring, scoring the game at the end is like, is yeah. my farmer touching your thing? Oh my god, it's so annoying. Uh, Xbox is like, no, it's not. Next, it's like everything <laughs> is like either one or a zero. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'd almost yeah. say it's pretty sad, but I'd I'd almost say almost every board game's better as a video game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, most of them well, for sure. Look, the the truth is that the the interface is always faster. Like 
the everything slows down when it's humans doing it right it's sometimes the the tactile of it is more fun like monopoly or whatever like playing it and having the figures and whatever that's more fun yeah Yeah, the money but playing monopoly on the computer way faster yeah right like it's it's just the games the games last a half hour where in real life they take like three hours to play (laughs) so three hours try three days and you like you make lifetime enemies out of the other (laughs) yeah i hate my kids (laughs) now after playing monopoly (laughs) but yeah um, I read a blog post like I've been playing Monopoly wrong my whole life because apparently I have. I've read like yeah, most just have. yeah, most people have like yeah. and they just teach other people to play it that way like their kids yeah. or you know, their friends. That whole thing that you don't have to buy when you land on something. No, no, everybody has to buy. It's just the first round everything should be purchased and then and, that's why the game should be quick. The game should obliterate everybody. It takes three hours for people like yeah, I don't want to buy Park Avenue. No, no, we're, you don't have a choice. We're gonna you get bankrupt. Like, yeah, motherfucker, that's the point. So that we can stop this goddamn game. Someone's <laughs> yeah. gonna get knocked out. But that, that's like risk. Risk has <laughs> yeah. one of those games where you have the propensity for it to go beyond a single sitting is yeah. high and you almost yeah. want it to go high. The idea yeah, is yeah. to wear down your enemy, not just within the game, but physically and mentally. <laughs> so it's, I'm glad you brought up risk because there was a, there's a YouTube channel called up, up, down, down. Uh, and for a while they were playing risk on it. And I fell in love with the risk video game because of how cool and how much quicker it was. Like it was such a cool idea to like, just pull your, okay, I'm going to take these guys. I'm going to attack these guys. Okay. Boom. Like, it was like you were saying, it was just so much easier to do where it's like, man, you know what? I would, I wouldn't mind buying that and playing that with the family versus mm-hmm. buying the fucking board game and finding these little tiny little things and build your army. Like playing on the computer might be better. Yeah. Yep, for sure. There are certain nuances that translate really well to a digital content. And, uh, you know, games like Monopoly, like we picked up one over Christmas that's a new version, and you don't have money, so there's a little interface in the middle, and you're given cards. Yeah. Like, and so you are forced to buy something every turn, and once every property oh, wow. is bought, the game is pretty much over. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's totally geared for kids. And I, we did a round, and it, it went around twice, three times, fourth time, and on the fifth time, it was like, all right, the game's done. It was like 20 minutes. Yeah, and, oh and then God. it was like you're not counting money. You don't have anything in front of you other than a card. You just have to remember how to press the buttons on the on the central interface. And it took the whole experience right out of it. It it was the most yeah. boring Monopoly <laughs> game I've ever played in my life. Wow! That reminds me because I don't know if they've changed the game of life, but when I was younger, oh, I remember playing the game of life and having a fun time. Nope. We just bought it, played it with my kid, and it's just straightforward and easy like we it took 10 minutes and it was like oh this is not fun anymore like and i couldn't remember i couldn't think like was it because i was a kid i had fun and i didn't realize how shit this game was there's probably an element of that but yeah uh, often i think there are just a like a lot of rules that as kids we just didn't read and we're like ah fuck it we'll figure it out as we go (laughs) and then like second there's just like there weren't games like um, Settlers of Catan. There weren't games like Carcassonne. Yeah. At least not for us. Like maybe for Europeans or whatever. Fine, you guys had some better board games growing up, but I had fucking Monopoly and Life and Candyland bullshit. Like, so I think we just 
made up our own rules and we're like, this is the thing we're doing tonight. We're just going to play this game forever. Whereas, like, as soon as you put that in, like, you know, the board game maker is like, nah, dude, this was supposed to be, like, fucking snakes and ladders. Like, move the shit. Yeah. You hit the shit. You move the shit. Like, it just all <laughs> becomes Dan's point. Like, ones and zeros. It all is very, like, straightforward. There's no cheating. There's no, like, oh, it's okay, little Tommy. You don't have to go down the chute today. Yeah. No, no, fucker, go down the chute. <laughs> and it's like, it's going to be over much quicker than, yeah. um, you know. Than if you were playing it manually. I mean, there's there's a new game that uh, I tried to well, not, not a new game, a new game I played, uh, Ticket to Ride, which oh, I think so is, good. yeah, uh, like kind of out of the Settle of Catan kind of idea. Like I think it took from other games and put it together. We bought the uh, for my son for Christmas. We bought the European uh, yeah. Anniversary Edition. That's the it's good one. Massive. That's the good yeah. one. We yeah. haven't played it yet, but I played it at my oh, cousin's so cottage last year, and it was so much fun. And to that point, like it was like. Yeah, no, this is what a board game should be. It yeah. should take time. It should cause you to think a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. besides Trivial Pursuit, there wasn't a board game when I was younger that I really, you really had to like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, Trivial Pursuit was great because I love trivia because I love trivia and stuff like that. But those are the kind of games I like. So this was, I've never played a game like Ticket to Ride. So I was like, oh, this is, this is what a board game should be, right? And again, the video game version is good too. <laughs> so good. Actually, the, mo- the mobile version is really okay? good. It's really good. It's really good. The mobile version, and also you can play the mobile version multiplayer. Um, So, like, whatever mobile phone or whatever mobile tablet. But it was, like, I had a bunch of friends all playing together at one point. We were just playing Ticket to Ride, just, like, taking turns uh, asynchronously. Like, where you're basically, like, your turn. Now you're, and you get pinged. It's like, now it's your turn. Um, Yeah, that's super. It's such a good game. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll take a picture later and send it into the Discord. But uh, we just set up um, some new IKEA shelves to finally unpack all of our board games. But uh, there are a lot of good like board games that my plan uh, to introduce my children to is going to either go really well or really horribly. Uh, as, second one. Yeah, probably. So they they will you destroy know, you know all of iPads games. and iPhones nowadays, right? Like, nobody wants a board game like. <laughs> They they will they're gonna, they're gonna they will the absolutely game ruin swipe. them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had adults absolutely ruin them all. Like, um, what was that uh, Lords of Waterdeep? I lent that game to a. Oh, have you never played Lords of Waterdeep? That's like that's a D and D game that is again super easy to play, but um, amazing. Like that's it's a really good co op game. Uh, I lent it to a buddy, and the motherfucker like built you know, like bent the board the wrong way so when he handed it back to me i opened it up i was like you dick like the whole thing is completely cracked the wrong way when it crunches stop and go the other way (laughs) it's giving you resistance is not the right way i'm gonna gonna bend something like yeah yeah it was hard to bend it that way don't do it anyway yeah. Horrible. Like a cardinal sin there, my friend. So anyway, it can't be wor- any worse than that. My copy is totally fucked up still. So guys. That's it. Guys, I wanted to quickly chat about something that happened in January. Perhaps perhaps you read about it in the news. Where? I'm not gonna go. Is John not gonna go? No. Perhaps yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> 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 We've been yapping for so goddamn long I forgot that John hasn't got it. Hey John. What you playing, John? What you been playing? So I've been Chivo hunting in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. 
Have you, did you beat the like the main campaign, main yeah, story? Yeah, the main campaign was a lot of fun, and I don't want to ruin it for anyone here that hasn't finished it. I no, I definitely I have not. I will finish it eventually. Okay, I will, play it. I, it's I will, on my list, my ever growing list. Yeah. Yes. Then I will, I will not. Please don't. Uh, I'm not ruin the ending, but it's a good ending. The so the achievements that I've been like running after or like get all of the stim canisters and um, beat the four legendary monsters that you that are littered throughout the galaxy that you're exposed to and then i think i've got one last one which is scan all your enemy and character or all the enemy types that are out there so i got mm. one left and oh, man. during part of the game like during some of this campaign playthrough you eventually end up in this uh, bounty hunter kind of like cave dungeon space and that you go to escape from and then it, those enemies are littered throughout the game like you you bump into them randomly so i've got one of those guys left to scan and then i'm done all the chivos that i want to get for that game Ooh. i booted up cyber shadow and i was disappointed oh i didn't i didn't like it i tried, I, it, I so tried it too the like gameplay it. was uh it's smooth and it's like pretty snappy and it's a, a platformer adventure game, but it's, I didn't like it. The mechanics is as much as they would. It's just oddly placed. Like I know it's supposed to be a challenge, but it's very unforgiving in the amount of challenge that it poses to you. Yeah. So I, I was like, at least ease me into it before you fuck me. Like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. I, just and then, yeah, just, just ease it in. Just ease it in. Because like you should be able to get um, a few different kind of items or a few different abilities that are like just a gimme at the beginning, and then ease yourself into it. But yeah. maybe that wasn't the intention. Yeah, even maybe Metroid they... does that, and Metroid is one of the hardest games you can play. Even they kind of gimme you. Like just here's here's a real quick one, real quick. <laughs> right, like here here you go. Right, so I yeah. I did eventually get a couple like a couple upgrades for weapons that you can pick up as items. And then if you die, you lose that stuff. Uh, and then there's a couple of abilities that I unlocked and there was, those are fun. But then again, like it doesn't add to the overall experience as much as I thought it would. So I was kind of frustrated that the progression was slow and that the items that you picked up weren't very satisfying. So I definitely yep. If you guys have, are thinking about trying it out, yeah, no, I, I I tried it too, and I was not really too thrilled. I, I was expecting something more like uh, the Messenger. If you've ever played that, exactly, it was fucking awesome, and like the, the whole was great. the whole twist where it like flips into sixteen bit from eight bit. I was like, that is so cool. Yeah, and like that... it was like it was a modern game, whereas like Cyber Shadow felt like. A game that was developed thirty years ago, and they were like, "Oh crap, we forgot to release this. Just check it out." It feels like it feels like a thirty-year-old game. It's not like a a cool retro game with like you know modern conveniences and stuff. It's like no, it just feels like a thirty-year-old so game. If it had the quality <laughs> of life perks that other games yeah, had, it, it, it would have been more yeah. into it. But it doesn't have any of that stuff. So yeah, it's again, bullshit. It just it's, adds, yeah. Your gaming experience is done. I'm sure if you want that kind of a challenge, go for it. But for me, I was just, no, frustrated out of the gate. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, then the other game that I tried out and I started to get a little bit more into was Humankind. Mm. So if you How like Civs. I liked it. Like, if you like Civs, then this is right up your alley. Because it's, wait, it's Amplitude. Game, it's Amplitude Game Pass, Studios. right? 
Yeah, it's on yeah, I, PC, yes. PC only Game Pass. Yeah, it's really okay. It's cool. I liked it. It's Amplitude Studios' take on Civ, but it, a few different twists. Like the you start off as a, a tribe of nomads, and you're basically in the Neolithic kind of family, and you're out there and you're gathering berries and you, like you're a hunter gatherer tribe, and you're you're going and you're taking down mammoths and whatnot, and so you're collecting all of these resources kind of to build you up and then you kind of find all right I'm, my settlement's going to be here and i get to choose the culture that i want to be in instead of like you picking and choosing the civ and the faction or whatever that it is that you want to be part of no you kind of get to experience some of the gameplay beforehand and then evolve mm. into that and then from there you have to gain milestones uh, over time and those milestones are kind of like a star system you get seven stars and it lets you know how you're competing against the rest of the other like either computer uh, computer opponents or other human opponents that are out there lots of fun that way where you get to kind of track that stuff and i've gotten to the point where you can use your culture and you can use your influence to kind of spread your city out but there's two balancing factors right there is you need to gain enough influence to push out your boundaries and then you need to gain enough stabilization so that you can strengthen the inner core of your cities so I, I kind of liked how they have these two competing things that you need to kind of balance out there as, oh. as you level up each of the different civilizations going from Stone Age all the way to the modern age. I, I remember expanding like way too fast and I got completely fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I've only played it I've right. only played it once, but it's a typical Civ game where, yeah, I played it once for five hours straight. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, it was, it, uh, it was it, a blast. It was so much fun, but holy shit. I, it like... It got to like a, a whatever you call it, stalemate where it was like, yeah. I just I couldn't get taken over because I was too strong, but I couldn't expand because I didn't have enough of influence. anything. Yeah, I didn't have enough yeah. influence, I guess, and I couldn't grow my influence because I kept getting attacked. And like it, it was just like it. I did that for an hour straight, and I was like, ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. quit. <laughs> like cool game, so very very cool that. game, but fuck man, I was yeah, I was. So it, it did not have play like, it properly. The bug from uh, Civ Five was it, where Gandhi would just go super <laughs> yeah. and everybody. Rando, yeah. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> the best. That was the best bug. I could not. No, no, Gandhi. No, no. <laughs> Gandhi too. Gandhi. No. I read about why that happened, and it's it's the funniest thing. It's like the just the typical thing of not foreseeing that what you did <laughs> is a problem. Like, yeah. He had. He had a max compassion of ninety nine or whatever it was, and if yeah. there was a if you did an add on, it would do a plus two, and it would send it to negative one or something like that. <laughs> Instead of going to like a hundred and one, it would go to negative one because it would cycle over. Oh, that's it was great. something weird like that, and that would cause nuke me to go everybody. super aggro and just nuke everybody. <laughs> so the one the one the thing world. that I am <laughs> what what I'm what I'm longing for is like better kind of milestones because right now it's just like the same kind of research this tech of this era and then research this tech of this era or yeah, yeah, yeah. go and get 200 of these basic units over here. It's like, okay, some of that is a little bit of repetitive for each of those milestones. But the the one thing that I'm looking for uh, that I haven't experienced yet is you get to collect like fame by collecting these wonders or you get to build up your fame by collecting these wonders. So I haven't seen one of those wonders yet. I haven't accrued any kind of fame yet just because I'm still early in. And I'm, a, I'm curious how it's going to all pan out after that.
cool. But yeah. Uh, besides that, Halo, along with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, guys. We've been uh, chatting now for 54 minutes. But who's can time. time for some news? Time for some time for some news. I got I got some cool news. If you wanna if you wanna uh, hold the big news, Sega sold news. off all of its shares to all of its Japanese arcades. I saw that. Yeah, they'll was... still create arcade machines, but no arcades in Japan yeah, anymore. Out I of saw the that. That was game a bit... completely. That's a that's a sad it, day. It it kind of it kind of hurts being a kid of the 90s and 80s that arcades don't exist anymore. I know, I love the arcades. Um, arcades were great because of... It's not, it, okay, when I was a kid, arcades were where you went to play the highest-gen game. Like, the best graphics, the yeah. best games were in arcades. You would hope that the home consoles would be the same. Sometime in the 2000s, that flipped, right? But it's not just that. It was... Arcades, there's there's something about just standing there, putting your quarter as you know, I'm the next player. Like there was something with the environment, you know, you and people that you liked, like that like the same thing, being together, um, geeking out. There was something to it, and it sucks that it it sucks that consoles and PCs became so powerful that it made them moot. You know what I mean? Like in a way, the fact that we have these amazing machines at kind of sucks because we don't have that experience anymore what yeah. uh what i would argue though is that there are so for that era there's still barcades that are out there that yes do give you like that experience so you pay your cover fee you go in yeah. you play endless amounts of games that you want for hours on end they got food they got drinks you can yeah. get whatever you want so you can still get that experience out there just yeah it's a whole other ball game though I, I do want to purchase an arcade. I haven't figured, I haven't decided which one I want, but I do want to purchase. I, I to me I, that wrestle I think it was WrestleFest I think it was called. Yep. With Hulk Hogan Ultimate That's Warrior. Best like, wrestling game I ever want made. that game. That's the one I think I want. Um, or the X Men. Uh, Children of Children of the Atom. Children of the Atom. The fighting game. The fighting game. Two CRTs version. Yeah. Yeah. No, not the not the fighting game. The the top oh, the down four, four player, player. The four player. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, no, good. it's like it's up to like eight player. Yeah, it's the eight, full yeah. size one. Yeah, it's eight yeah. player. You, you've got like it's like two CRTs that are side <laughs> yeah. by side. That game was oh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, Mark has one of those, doesn't he? At, he does. Uh, he does. Yeah. 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 That thing's cool. That was really cool. That game Facebook Facebook Marketplace. Now now you're talking my Steam. Facebook Marketplace uh, or Kijiji. There, there are always units that are cycling yeah. all over the place. Um, I've owned probably five arcade machines at one point in time. My garage was filled. I've only got one now. Um, honestly, uh, two technically. Uh, they're all over the place. You have to compromise on what you want from a technology. Do you want yeah. it powered by the original PCB? Do you want the original power supply? Do you want an original screen? Do you want original artwork or original marquee? Like it all really boils down to how nostalgic do you want your experience? Because I found very quickly with nostalgia, it wears off so fast. And so this is where the the one-up units have really come in and stole a lot of that steam from people that want full-size units because you can buy one 
the they depreciate relatively slow and like pinball machines you just trade them amongst people it's like hey i've yeah. got a one-up you've got a one-up i want that one you won't mind let's just do a swap right people do that um or you alternatively just drop a raspberry pi into it do some small modification and now you've got like more games than you know what to throw a stick yeah. at the compromise there is that the screen size is small and so is the control panel yeah. And when you're playing a game like Street Fighter where you need all of those buttons and you're constantly say, hitting, yeah. you're constantly hitting player 1's hands because you're on player 2, right? There are certain compromises, but um if you're looking for a full size, I mean, they they do happen and WrestleFest I've seen out there multiple times in like really good condition. Yeah. That that arcade Legends one though, that's still the one that I would get mm. in a heartbeat. It's like a full size, thousand games. Well, it's not even that. It's it's the fact that it's a full size machine Mm -hmm. with like six buttons aside. It's got a trackball Mm -hmm. in the middle for those games. It's got like the spinner for those games, and it's got two USB ports in the front of it. Like it's everything. It's like you can do whatever the hell you want with the thing. Um, but the fact that it's yeah, a full size cabinet. I'm like, those one up machines are ridiculous they're so tiny yeah like they're embarrassingly small if you see one in person you'll you'll say what the hell like yeah, the for pin- the pinball yeah. the pinball machines are fine that they they nailed it with those but they are the one up arcade like the arcade cabinets are stupidly small i don't know what they were thinking well i know what they were thinking well, they were you- thinking kids are gonna play these and they're cheap but they're not yeah, even yeah. that cheap they're still 500 bucks like <laughs> Yeah, what the, what they're the not fuck? that cheap. That's the thing. Yeah, what the hell? Is, I don't know. But Santino is funny that Santino raised this good point the other day about, you know, like when we get old type of thing. The reality is our generation grew up in this kind of stuff. So if you think about what we're going to want from a retirement home, I want like, I don't want like shuffleboard or any of that kind of crap. I mean, yeah, sure, that might be fine. I want like a room with like old oh, arcade, pinball machines. Yeah, arcade old machines. Old arcade machines. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I mean, that's what my retirement home ideally is going to have because they're going to have this shit laying around. We'll be the people maintaining it because nobody will know how to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Are those news pinball machines? Adam's ah. family, I remember that. That's the best pinball game there was. Still stupid expensive. God, $14,000 for that thing. Jesus. Still the best pinball game ever made. Um, but w- what I was going to bring up was uh, just this couple of days ago, um, Apex Legends had one of their um, tournaments, the ALGS tournaments, or one of their bigger tournaments. And the team that won is the team that's pretty much won all of them, <laughs> TSM. They're, there's a guy on there called Imperial Hal. He's considered one of the best players. And this win, when they won it, it was in such dominating fashion that it made the rounds on the internet. And I don't know too much about the esports scene and how dominant teams are, but it's crazy to see that there's this one team of like two or three players that even though individually they're not the best players in the world, when they get together and they enter a tournament, it's just a clean sweep they win it it's like Water. when south koreans were just winning all starcraft tournaments yeah. right like it's just it's just this one team that 
they won the first couple, then they kind of didn't win a bunch, and everybody started talking crap, saying, oh, that they're done, this guy's no good anymore. And then they just come back and they win again. $250,000 prize, and this is just like a quarterfinals of the thing. It's not even like the, you know, the final, the world finals. It's like North American quarterfinals. $250,000. And it's just, I just thought it was a great moment because the video of them winning, there's like so many different angles that they've captured because it was a Twitch stream, right? So there's all these different angles and you can hear each person calling out what to do, where to go, push, 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 and then the way it ends. Um, it's it's starting to get really exciting to see this stuff being captured, right? Like the clutch game-winning moments, not yeah. just, you know, in esports now. So, so I just thought that was a cool little... When did this happen? Uh, this just past week. Oh, last okay. last Saturday, last Saturday Sunday was the was the finals, was the quarterfinals. Nice. I remember some of the some of the TSM team breaking up before that, like back yeah, in, like years ago. I'm talking 2020, right? Yeah, like, and that's exactly what happened. Like, they parted ways, and Imperial Hal and uh, I think his name is Snipe or something like that. They they stayed together, and they added another guy to their right. Nice, um, but there was, there was a whole bunch of things with them breaking up and having issues because. You know, when you get to the competitive range, you know, some guys can be kind of assholes when they're playing, right? They can be very bossy or they can be very yeah, like, yeah. hey, you didn't do your own, like, whatever, right? Yeah, Especially yeah, the yeah. Big, like, when you're really good at, like, they, everyone kind of says it when, you, when it comes to the game. There are players that are individually better, but when it comes to the tact, like, tactician of the game, mm-hmm. Imperial Hal, they consider him one of the best ones. When it comes to, like, knowing how to win a tournament, this guy just seems to be the best one out there. So, and he rubs people the wrong way because of the way he talks. But it's it's because he's like, "Hey, go that way. Don't you know? Don't tell me what to do. You go that way, and that causes friction, right?" So, well, that's pretty cool. Cool. Um, oh yeah, and Microsoft bought Activision. Um, and then oh, uh, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna do a. <laughs> It's we're gonna, only we're gonna do a second bucks a share, sixty-eight point seven billion. The existing CEO of Blizzard is gonna stay on until it closes to the deer, and then they're gonna all report up to Phil Spencer. I there think those are the key highlights of it. I think that was it. Um Let's uh let's talk about uh let's talk about some video game twenty questions. You guys wanna you guys wanna wanna do a little bit of Sorry, that let's, got me excited. Let's do it. Uh, Nick, Nick's, yeah. Nick's nipples just got really hard. Bing, <laughs> mm. bing. Trivia nips. All right, so for those who are not familiar, um, you guess yes or no questions. I will say yes or no. That's it. And hopefully so, you get the answer, which would be within 20 questions. Yeah, so if it's you've never played twenty questions, it's yeah. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Have you thought about it so much as when we say, "Are there aliens in it?" There is a clear cut yes or no answer. So okay, so be. let me clarify. Let me clarify. There are there may, Yeah, there there may be the occasional question where I do not know the answer. In that case, I will hint at it, and it will be a freebie. Yeah. But not a freebie. It still counts as one of our questions, but you know we get extra information essentially. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, um, so in that, uh, Richard, what, what, what are you doing? Well, I was going to give Alex the lay of the land. So, okay. um, 
we don't often ask each other, like, is it okay to ask this question? We, we sometimes, especially for the first, like, five or six, we just kind of jump in. But we do kind of have, like, an order of operations for, <laughs> yeah. for how we arrive <laughs> at where we want to be. Shut up, Or 2000. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, John. Yeah. As long as Dan knows what game it is he's talking about, we usually get, like, through to, like, one some sort time, of... One time I messed up. It's all we need is one time to hound you about it. This is the fort um, episode. This is the forty second episode we've done, and I've messed up once, and I'll never hear the end of it. Hey Dan, stupid Bioshock. Stupid Bioshock. Uh, released before two thousand. Uh, yes. Okay. That is uh, that is a that is a yes. That is an affirmative. Before two. Sorry, before two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So we're doing east or west? No, yeah. let's let's get the year first, right? Okay. All right. It, it, uh, yeah, be, 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 excuse me. Uh, before 1995? Yes. 1990, come on now. Yeah. Hey, Dan, after 1989? Yes. Okay. All right, so we've got a five-year span. Yeah. Okay. That I can deal with. Uh, we, we can, can do. Can we, can we talk amongst yeah. ourselves? Yeah, 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 do whatever you want. There's no time because, limit. There's no. Okay. So 89 to 95 narrows no, 90, it down to. It's 90 to 95. 90 to yeah, 94. Right. 90 to 95. 90 to 94. Narrows it down to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, it could be PC, whatever. Yeah. NES, SNES, Genesis, TurboGrafx 16 are yeah. probably the most prominent. In that time, yeah, NES was still releasing games. There's also mm-hmm. arcade games during this time. Yeah, arcades are allowed. Arcade. Pinball machines are allowed. All that sort of crap yeah. is allowed. So, yeah. just trying to narrow it down to: yeah, Do you, we want? Do we want to figure games. out if this is a PC game, console game? Like, do we want to get that? Yeah. We we can we can we we do like East or West to kind of isolate who who the developer was. Uh, then we'll get it down to you know what console came out. Was it a console like, exclusive? Like but did it come I, on I a think... cartridge or something like that? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Did it come out on a cartridge? But I, I guess at that point, in those in those times, it probably would. Have, I guess nine, I, yeah, ninety five would have been PS well, one, right? So yeah, it could have been on a. If it's, like if on it's a, a cartridge, we know it limits it to consoles, right? Sega CD, Sega yeah. CD, yeah, GameCube. Well, GameCube is not that early. No, not that early? Not 95, no. Hmm. 94, 90, right? Because before 95. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, between right. 1990 yeah. and 95, you're talking about SNES, TurboGrafx-16, uh, NES games, um, Dreamcast, Genesis. Actually, no, Dreamcast is still a little late. Dreamcast is 99. 99. Yeah, 99. yeah. PlayStation, Dreamcast, GameCube, those are all 2000. Like, those are all late. 90, yeah. Like, you're talking. So, again, if you ask Cartridge, you're limiting it to maybe arcade and consoles because Handheld. no PC had cartridges, right? Handhelds. So if you want to ask that question, yeah, that's right. a not a bad question. But all right, Dan was Dan was this a, a Western uh, developed game where West is defined as Europe or North America? <laughs> Thank you for the definition. Um, no, it was not. Oh, I like that. 
So that's like it. We got Nintendo. So is Russia Western? So now that definitely opens up like arcade games as well. Like that era was pretty big for Japanese arcade games. Um, should we ask if we could play the game at home or at an arcade? <clears throat> it's not or it's like hey well I, I so play the you game gotta be careful game? because prevalent at the time is going to be a lot of street fighter and street fighter was on the super nintendo so the argument there is that yeah. you could get a tough answer yeah, right. so, so i i would say if it's an exclusive or not would that help? well how, how many games were cross platform at that point you got like mortal Kombat, you've got street fighter so you got quite a few yeah i mean you could say that I, I think you would just want to isolate it by saying you know was this an arcade game you burn the question and just get it out of the way oh, right, Dan, right, was, yeah, this, was this an arcade game uh, um, no, uh, no, uh, no 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 are we okay. sure now we're not so sure no okay not an arcade game Fine. Right. Hey. uh dan was this a uh Console exclusive game. Um, there's lots I could have gone on. Konomi. Can shit? Can you? Yeah, I know. Eh? Like available you know only what? on uh, consoles I'll... or available on one console. Like the word console. Well, but it's not even that. Did it? Did it? Did it, did it only ever come? Yeah. Did it only ever come out on one console? No. Oh, okay. So is that, well, I mean, does that answer does that answer your question though? Like does I mean, that in, combat... in the time period? Yeah, I mean, like maybe years later, like it might have come out on multiple consoles, but like in this time period, at, did it at come the out? time of release, it was a console exclusive. Okay, perfect. Yes, thank you. Console exclusive on one console or only console? Well, only consoles would be the way to interpret that. We still need to narrowly like narrow down which console. Okay. Therein lies the rub. Yeah. Was this game available on handhelds? Yes. Mm. Mm. So uh Sega Game uh, Gear. Game, Game Gear. Gear and uh, Game Boy. That was it. Uh, well, the, what what the, about the Turbo Graphics? Turbo Graphics had a portable unit at the time as well. Uh, Turbo Did Express, it? yeah. Oh, Turbo Express. Express. That was and the best, man. That thing, yeah, just were... yeah, just played the Hue cards like right in. The... What was the Neo Geo? Was that? Uh, I think I uh, think oh. after Game Gear. Neo Geo, Neo Geo the, Pocket the was after Nomad or whatever it was called. I think it was after Game Gear. Nomad was way after Neo Geo Japanese? Pocket. Was after. Oh, I see. Okay, that's the arcade Neo Geo. You're right. Yeah, Neo Geo Pocket was asked? fucking awesome. That thing was great. Yeah, I think it was good. Should we ask the, if it's part yeah, of a series? Yep. Yep. We should ask that. Go for it. Hey Dan. Hey John. Is this game part of a series? Ah. Uh, Yes, it is. All right. Hey, Dan. 
Hey, Richard. Was this the first in the series? Was this the first in the series? Yes, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Could be Kirby. And was this released on a Nintendo console? Nintendo console. No. So not a Kirby. <laughs> first in the series. Part of the series. I wonder if speed has to do with the the game. Oh. Okay. We get a little loosey-goosey sometimes in the middle as the beer takes effect. Not, but what beer? Not I Nintendo. Mean. So it's got to be Sega... Uh, or Turbo Graphics Turbo, 16. Turbo Graphics. Uh, what about 3DO? No, 3DO mm-hmm. was after 95. After. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. was, what about Philips? Philips had ah. one of their... Sorry. All no. I said was half. Philips CDI. Like, didn't Sonic come out on handheld as well? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it could be... Tommy. It was the first in a series, though. Hey Dan, do you shoot any weapons in this game? Uh, no. If like if you do, it's I don't remember it, and it's not known for that. So I'm gonna say Mm. no. Like you wouldn't think of this and be like, oh yeah, you shoot weapons. No, you you don't. So it's not a shinobi. It's not. Uh, Shadow Dancer, it eliminates a lot of the side-scrolling everything. Well, let, let's get let's get the console first, right? Yeah, okay. If yep. we get the console, that'll be make it way easier. Do so we have Game Gear, Turbo Graphics? What else? Genesis. Genesis? No, it's a, a handheld. It was out on handhelds. Yeah, so it's out on handheld. Well, hold on. Did, did we isolate? No, no. It, we only asked if it was available on handheld. We didn't isolate if whether it was only handheld. It was right, you're right but it was console and exclusives and out on handhelds. Like the idea would be then, like it was. It was no, at the time when you it asked. Has to be, you said it has to be at some point. Yeah, okay. You said at some point, so you gave him the out. Well, the console, no, the console exclusive. I said um, yes, but when you when you asked him the question, was this on handheld? You said at any point was it on handhelds. You didn't say during that time. You gave him the out. Yeah. (laughs) That's why he's got that smug smile on his face. (laughs) Okay. Dan, was this released on a Sega console? Yes. Okay. It'll be Fantasy Star. So my... No, Fantasy Star 2 was 90s. So... Do you shoot anything in Fantasy Star? You're not known for shooting anything in Fantasy Star. And that includes any sort of spells or... Yeah. Do we, uh, do we try sorry. to do the genre now? We, we still need the console. Like, we know it was a Sega console. Was it the Genesis? Was it the, you know, the Game Gear? Like, we got to get the console right first, I think. No? My knowledge of Sega is so minuscule, it's almost I sad. Know. I I was a Nintendo guy. Um, Can I use one of my free calls to give Andy a ring? <laughs> no, that's not fair. That's not fair. Okay. Um, Video game five questions with Andy McKay. 
Dan, uh, <laughs> sorry, Alex, what were you going to say? You were saying, like, should we narrow down the genre? The genre. Like, is it, like, do we want to narrow game, it down? A racing to, game. Because it could be a sports game. It yeah. could be, right? Because that, like, platformer, platformer that you can't shoot kind of narrows it down. Yeah, that's true. Right? Um, RPG that you can't, that doesn't have weapons that shoot kind of narrows it down. So, I I'm I'm leaning towards it's going to be their platform or sports game. I have this feeling that it's going to be one of those two. But at that time, platformers were kind of the thing. But it's trying to figure out how to narrow it down to. Yeah, we've got we've got a bunch of guesses left. We're on twelve. Is thirteen? Thirteen. You've guessed twelve. You're on thirteen now. Yeah. Mm. So we've well, got start, start burning it. So we got a couple of more before we have to start thinking about it harder. Yeah, seven and a guess, basically. Yep. Uh, hey, Dan. Ew. Is this a platformer? Uh, mm, no. Okay. All right. So not a platformer. So no. Sonic the Hedgehog was on both Game Gear and yeah. And- and it's the first in its series, and it's got many series. Yeah, yeah but that's considered a platformer. That's considered that a platformer. platformer. Yeah. That's oh, what I was right, to... right, right. He said no to platformer. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. that's what I was leaning towards. Got it. Um... Got it. So, next well, day, like, it, it opens up to like Monster Hunter, Monster Quest. Yeah, I was gonna say, or, hey, like, hey, Dan, is there magic in this game? Mm, no. Makes me want to think Rad Racer, Rad Mobile, Rad Mobile. Want to ask if it's a racing game or if it's like realistic? Sometimes we do like the realistic. Well, yeah, because the racing game, we'd have to like think of what else came out for Sega. God, That's a racing know. game, be like Road Rash or whatever. But mm, yeah. Oh, Road Rash. The, other, the other one we like to ask sometimes is, "Hey Dan, have we mentioned this game's name yet?" Is that your question? Yeah. No. Okay. So it's you, not Road Rash. <laughs> that, that, that's 15, by the way. You got four four yes. more questions than I guess. Mm-hmm. So we are there, we're zeroing in on the console. Sorry. We, we've kind of zeroed in on the console or no? We know it's a, we know it's a Sega console. We just don't know, you know, Genesis, Game Gear. I'm I'm leaning towards that. We know it was available on handheld, so that's that's as much as we know. Right. So it would have been on a yes. It would have been on Game Gear. Yeah. I just don't know. Like I had Sonic for my Game Gear, and that was kind of what I played. And there's so many obscure Japanese games that could be out there that never made it to North America. Like, and maybe that's a good question. Did this game ever make it to North America? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, that's a bit of a burn, right? Because it's you don't really get anywhere. You just isolate it down. But you know, well, we'll know whether or not we're fucked. That's pretty much like the most. <laughs> yeah. Question. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. Ask it. It's fine. It's a good one. Hey, hey, Dan. Did this game ever come to North America? Oh yeah. Okay. So, so the oh yeah is is an indicative <laughs> answer of 
it was clearly with some popularity. I because the, I the have, oh yeah is a bit of a gimme there. I I have an idea, but I don't know how to ask this question without being too specific and burning a question. Well, we're on sixteen now, so yeah. I would just seventeen. Going seventeen. Yeah. Okay. So I'm um, thinking. I'm thinking fighting game, and I'm thinking well, Streets of Rage. Well, hang on, Alex. What were you going to ask? I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out what just, I. How just I say, ask. say the game. Say the game, and then we'll help you with well, it. Well, because I'm thinking Echo the Dolphin. Oh yeah, that's a good one. It's a good right? one. It's a really but good one. How do we eliminate animals? But it's easy. Do you play? Do you play, do you play as an animal? That's it. Or is there swimming in the game? You know, there's a couple things you could ask. Does it take place completely underwater? Yeah. No, that you don't ask that question because he jumps out of the water. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do Do you play as an animal in the game? No. No. Okay. He's lying. I I think the next one is like, do you do you want to take a stab at it to say, is it a a side scroller, uh, you know what? No, never mind. Because most of them are all going to be side scrollers. <laughs> yeah, a vast majority uh, of them. Is it a fighting game? Like, like really? Yeah, what was John? Streets of Rage. Streets it's of like Rage. a, it's like a three quarter view. I want to say it. like it's side scroller, yeah. but you, it's yeah, yeah. It's like an isometric, pseudo isometric almost. Yeah, and it's also like so that fits the criteria of it is is what ninety one. I think it's ninety one when it came out. Yeah. Like the original, it is part of the first in a series. It is a Sega game. It does on Sega Genesis. It's also on Game Gear. Um, I think it was on Master System too. And then there's the uh, all the other releases came out much much later. Um, so how would we how would we get into Streets of Rage? Like, is is it is it a beat 'em up? Like, is it a fighting? Because it's not a fighting game. It's a beat 'em up. Yeah, you'd have to ask. It's a beat 'em up. It's a beat 'em up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is in the genre. It would be a beat 'em up. All right, let's ask if it was a beat 'em up. Go for it. Hey, Dan, is this a beat 'em up game? Yes, it is. <gasps> Good job. Are there are there streets that are enraged? How do we ask this? Okay, is that, is that your is guess. that your question? Right? No, 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 no. Sorry, that's not my question. There was there was. There was Streets of Rage, but wasn't there another one like Fist of Fury that they made a fighting game later? But there was another one. There's another one. Did 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 Final uh, Final Fight ever make it to Sega? Because I, I think that was Capcom's original, and then Streets of Rage was kind of the answer to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right there. So who developed those? Streets Streets of Rage, I think, is a Sega IP. Uh, Capcom did uh, Final Fight. So could we ask, like, first party versus third party and maybe get at least a little bit closer? Let let me just ask you guys one thing. Did Dungeons & Dragons ever make it to... Not Dungeons & Dragons, Double Dragon. Make it to Sega, or was that only Nintendo? No, that made it to Sega. Did it start in Sega? No, it it wouldn't have started in Sega. Like, 
that yeah right double dragon would have had like it's outing across all of the major nes at some point yeah that wouldn't have been a first in the yeah first in the series and stuff right yeah i remember double dragon back in the day um what if we Um, asked you guys consider teenage mutant ninja turtles that was Uh, nes too was it nes the first one yeah okay all right so double dragon Dragon ask it was first party yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. That's a good idea. All right. Go ahead. Dan, was this a first party published title? Sure was. Buddies, I, I think John nailed it's this. Got... <laughs> Does someone want to take the honor here? Go for it. Uh, it's you, man. You you thought you're the it. one that guessed figured it out. Yeah. You go for it. Hey, this is only by a hundred because I know I know some of what Dan likes. Some. <laughs> Not all. Dan, is this is the, or, so we've got one more question, and then no, again, no, this, this is it. it. This is the guess. Oh, this, this is, is the guess. Oh, this is the guess. Yeah. So much pressure. Hey, Dan, is this game Streets of Rage? Released in 1991 on the Sega Genesis, and 1992 on the Sega Game Gear, and for some weird reason, 1993 on the Master System. <laughs> Streets of Rage. Wow, a Sega job. developed and published game. Yes, good nice job, work. John. Yeah. Great work. So the, the, the funny thing is... Um, did it come out on 3DS as well? It did come out on 3DS as well, yeah. But it's it, it technically came out in the arcade, but not that anyone has ever seen. <laughs> so when you said, is this an arcade <laughs> game? I'm like, if you've seen it in the arcade, you it's like Pokeroo, like good luck. You're one of, like, yeah. like, you, 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 were, you were that one person that saw it in the arcade, so it's no, it's not an arcade uh, game. What a beautiful limited to like candy aids only. Yeah. It was like known as the home console like version of Final Fight, basically. At the time. And then of course Final Fight came out on the Super Nintendo, mm. but still. Yeah. Yeah, man. Excellent. Good job. I win one on the internet. Yes. That's a lot harder than than you would think. I know, right? So running it is hilarious because I'm like, John mentioned Streets of Rage four questions ago. Yeah. And then you just like went to the animal thing with Echo the Dog. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I'm like, but you're totally valid because there was two Echo the Dolphin games. I'm like, yeah, and it came out on multiple when, systems. Yeah. When he when he said uh, Street Rage, I was like, oh crap, that's a good one. And I I knew that if we eliminated Echo, it was going to be that. Like I knew it was it was such a good qu- guess that I was like, oh crap, okay, <laughs> that's too funny. That was a good man. guess. Too funny. Yeah. I would have loved to play Streets of Rage, the, the one that came out on what, Xbox One X. Oh, Streets of Rage 4, buddy. It's so good. Yeah. So I would have loved to play it multiplayer. It, oh, online multiplayer? Forget it. It's broken as hell. Yeah, it, it doesn't have... I was, so I was broken. so pissed. So pissed. That it's I such a good game, to that too. But single-player campaign? No problem. Yeah. So much fun, man. Uh, is it couch co-op, too, or no? It is couch co-op. Uh, yeah, so next time you're over, we're playing that... Uh, um, and on that note, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the internets and Twitch and all that jazz, uh, we bid you adieu, and we shall be back next month for another adventure into 
uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever the fuck you call this, us yapping about games for an hour and a half. <laughs> old people, old yelling, yeah, old, old old guys yelling at the screen. Yeah, <laughs> 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 ciao.